Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I want to talk about what gave me the courage to move out and why now. A lot of the friends that I get to chat with, you guys are definitely friends, but we don't get to chat, which we should definitely do more of, so you should definitely follow me on Insta um, so we can actually hang out and chat. But for the friends I get to chat to, chat with often, we, uh, many of them, like, are still living at home with, like, their parents, and so we kind of relate on that front, and we talk a lot about, like, what that dynamic is like, and... Recently, someone asked me, like, what was keeping you at home and, like, why now move? And so I want to kind of share that with y'all because it was a lot. Um, Part of my process for deciding to move out, it was a long time coming. I have been talking about this for a while. I, I had actually gone and looked at apartments at least two years ago, I think, before the pandemic. Um and just didn't move and then at the tail end of last year I was talking to my coach about like my desire to move out and we really kind of unearthed some stuff as like why I had been stagnant even though like my desire was very much to be um more independent and it was fear we talk about fear a lot y'all oh my god fear is just always uh why but yeah, so specifically what the fear was, I had this fear that I would be alone and I'd move out, I'd live by myself and the loneliness would just cause me to spiral. A lot of the things um, like negative habits that I have are triggered by loneliness. Um, and when I say negative, I think I mean things that are unhealthy for me. Um, and some of the things that I do that don't serve me well, like they're done because I'm triggered by loneliness. And so like, I just felt like I would just spiral um, because I'd just be so deeply alone. Um, and so that is like one of the things that like kept me at home um, was that fear. And I had to kind of face some hard truths um, as I talked through that with my coach. What I love about coaching is it's not advice. It's literally just questions to give me space questions and space because once the questions are asked like I get space I think I get space to share and to process and I love that I think it helps me feel more like an adult because a lot of folks that are adults that I may go to for advice or not even advice I'm I'm not really looking for advice I don't think I've ever been the person that looks for advice (laughs) I'm an introspective person a lot of the, the adults that I may talk to about my frustrations let me rephrase that Their inclination is often to give me advice, and I think sometimes it's generational, but I think sometimes it's like when you were accustomed to me being a child, um, it's hard to kind of pivot your mindset and the fact that I'm now an adult as well. Um, And so it's really nice to have a space with another adult who asks me questions and from a place of believing that I have the answer within me um, and just giving me space to do so. I think it just makes me feel like an adult. And sometimes I definitely feel like, I don't know who thought I was, uh, <laughs> I don't know who thought I could handle this job of taking care of myself because i um, not qualified. <laughs> and so it's nice to like be in a space and environment with somebody who truly believes that like 
the question the answer to the questions are within me like I do have the answers I just need space to process through it um and so as I was processing with my coach one of the hard truths that like surfaced for me is like I am I was scared of moving out because I felt like I'd be alone and I'd spiral but I don't necessarily know if at home I don't feel alone right I think it's very common for us to be around people that we're familiar with and still feel alone um to be in a room that even crowded full of people right who are having a great time and feel alone I think many of us can like attest to that like sometimes you go out looking to have a good time and you just end up feeling so empty and so alone um and so it's not really like the presence of people I think that solves loneliness um and so I had to really face that because it's like, okay, if you are scared of moving out because you'll feel alone, do, do you, while living at home, do you not feel alone? And the answer to that was no. Um, <laughs> so that was like a thing that kind of pushed me further in the journey of, of like, okay, so then what do I need to do? Because staying here isn't actually the solution to the problem. There must be some more work, more inner work, more heart work that I must do in order to really start to figure out how do I navigate loneliness? Um, how do I overcome it? Um, and what are the things I can do when that feeling comes? And so the more that I built up my own coping mechanisms, my own like rituals and habits that like really fed and nurtured my sense of belonging within myself, within the different environments I was in, um, I felt like my confidence grew um as far as like my ability to sustain even when seasons or times or moments of loneliness came so that was one of the things I had to face like what was the mindset thing that was keeping me stuck and was staying in the place that I'm I was in actually a solution or just like something familiar because sometimes we stay in familiar places that doesn't solve the problem but we just know how to navigate that space and so well, I know how to navigate this kind of loneliness because I've always felt this way or whatever in this environment. But if I go out into the big wide world and I feel alone, I haven't done that before. And so I don't know how to navigate that. And so I think like really when we start to process through the feelings and even like the ways, the behaviors in which and actions we're taking in order to navigate those feelings and then ask yourself, is that truly serving us? Like progress is made. And also part of this journey is... I think some of the the conversations we've had about coming home to yourself um, in previous episodes, like, I think a lot of that is my inner work around what does it mean to navigate loneliness? What does it mean to, like, what kind of principled beliefs help me to feel less alone? And, like, I think authenticity, I think learning the difference between being alone and being with myself was a huge mindset shift that I had to like take on and even just reframing it like when I am at home cooking and if I have music going and I'm dancing and I'm having a good time like I'm not alone I am with myself I'm hanging out with myself and so even that shift was like big for me but then also like building out my community I had to kind of let go of that whole feeling that community would be complete when I had a tribe. A lot of times, you know, we see people who like, they've been friends for years or they always go out together as a group. And 
it's not that that I don't think that will happen for me one day. It's just like that's not my current reality. And it doesn't make the community that I have any less valuable or any less real because it doesn't look like that. And so I had to really accept that because I think that was a big part of why I felt alone is because I felt like I had people. Um, but I definitely had to increase the frequency in which I connected to them. Um, but I think that expectations of like a tribe was making me devalue what I had. So some some practice that I did that really helped me to increase the frequency of my connection with people is I would print out a calendar each month and I'd put on my calendar the social activities that I was doing. And I don't mean just with people, but with myself. And being able to see that visually was an accountability source because oftentimes when we have these moments of like depression or immense anxiety, it is often triggered by like some of the patterns that we're engaging in, right? So if I'm constantly isolating and I haven't been out the house and I've just been going to work for like two weeks straight, you know, that is a pattern that we could definitely assume would bring on those feelings, right? And so being able to visually see how much I'm socializing and if I saw gaps on the calendar, I'd be like, okay, well now, what friend do I want to reach out to? What friend have I not talked to in a while? Let's plug them in there. And that really held me accountable to making sure I was like living a balanced life socially. Um, So that was the thing with frequency, but then also like, I guess, diversity of friends or interactions. I had to also let go of the reality that, or the belief that I just need to find my person, my person who is everything for me. And I felt like that was so unhealthy, not just for like me, and like expectation wise or it being quote unquote unrealistic but I think it was unhealthy for people um I think it's unhealthy to expect someone to be everything for you when they also have a full life and I don't mean full in the sense they're busy but like they have so many roles like they could be mother daughter sister aunt godmother and so (laughs) we really have to like take inventory of like who someone is like what we enjoy about them like what their gifts are, what their talents are, what their weaknesses are, or areas of growth, and have realistic expectations for the people in our lives. And I had to kind of do that and realize, okay, I don't think I'm looking for my person. I think I'm looking for like people who have, I have certain aligned connections with. So I'd say right now I feel very much supported and the categories of people that I interact with Um, I have friends in which I have a shared hobby with, and that would be like my book club. I meet with them monthly. Um, That also fulfills the need for intellectual conversations. I'm a very introspective person. I have a lot of opinions. I'm a deep thinker, and I felt like for a while I was definitely feeling a little like hollow because I would have all these ideas but no one to share it with. And so being in a book club where I'm intellectually stimulated by the conversation um, and we have freedom to share our thoughts and like go down different tangents, it was that really fulfilled something for me. So I have shared hobbies with those um, group of ladies. Um, And then I have someone that I talk to every day, every day. Um, And that is also helpful for me. Some people don't need to talk to people every day. And I will say, like, as an introvert and a socially selective individual, proud of it, um, (laughs) I 
don't really enjoy like that idea of talking to a lot of people every day hate group chats I delete them as soon as I'm added to them um or they're like muted and I don't check notifications I don't have notifications on it's too much stimulus for me but one person that like I can talk to about stuff like and just like when things happen I can talk to that person about that thing um not because they're everything to me but because our connection is consistent I appreciate that um but like know what works for you like and set boundaries accordingly because sometimes we get drained socially because we feel like we have to talk to people every day and that's not how we're wired or we don't we're not talking to people enough based on how we're wired so like take stock of that but that's a personal decision and then I also have friends I have common like life seasons with right so like I have a business and um I have friends that like I talk business to but like I also don't box people in like I go on a ton of tangents and so I love that like those relationships are flexible so yes we totally talk about business and it's so fun but like I can also switch up and talk about like family and the latest show I watched so just having that flexibility but also kind of knowing the anchor for the relationship I guess um so yeah I mean I think frequent like checking in with the frequency of conversation the diversity of relationships like what needs do you have in order to feel like you're seen you're valued you're secure um and making sure that you have relationships that really kind of tap into that if you are a social person and you love to go out like who are some people that you can go out with um but then also navigate what does it look like to get comfortable going out with oneself so you don't feel like you're not getting that need met because someone else you know isn't available and then also like look at love languages too I think we don't talk about that a lot but if you have a love language like physical touch right you definitely even I don't care if you're in a relationship child because people are like we have busy seasons sometimes and it sucks when the person you depend on for something is like not available and then you start having frustrated feelings towards them and you're like you never did it you're not there for me and all that girl uh, mm, balance so like if you are like a person who loves cuddles loves physical touch go get you a massage and make sure you schedule that in regularly um it doesn't always have to be romantic touch but like some of us like we that's high on our need list and so get scheduling in a massage scheduling in a pedicure um and even like recognizing physical your like physical touch love language could also manifest in like you just need to move your body so like if that's like a pilates class or a dance class like salsa roller skating but like really kind of dig deep in depth in like what kind of variety and diverse ways do I feel fulfilled when I meet that when it comes to this need and dive into that I would definitely encourage you to explore that Whew. but speaking of that one I'm sitting here in my car I'm getting ready to go to Pilates and I'm out of breath but I've been sitting here talking to you all it's very confusing um I'm often out of breath and <laughs> I don't know what that is but <laughs> it's very concerning. Everything is concerning now that I'm three years from 30. I don't know. Like, I snap, crackle, and pop like the cereal, like Rice Krispies. And it is insane. But that aside, or I guess I'm going to go down that tangent. 
I recently got some calcium pills, so we'll see how that works. I'm going to be monitoring that for 90 days and see how I feel. And then I'm going to add in the cardio version of Pilates because being out of breath while you're sitting down, that's alarming. (laughs) It is incredibly alarming. Um... (laughs) So get your uh, regular physicals. Make sure you monitor your health because it will sneak up on you. God. Um, (laughs) But let me go ahead and get settled in. I like to arrive early to everything because my anxiety, the way it's set up, I I can't be running late because I need time to get my mind ready for walking inside. I'm going to see people like, all my anxious folks, raise your hand, do a little dance. But yeah, so this is just a reminder that we are all figuring life out. Child, we don't know what we're doing at all. (laughs) Most days we don't feel qualified for all the responsibilities on our plate, especially the money ones. Like, who put me in charge? I could never be treasury in high school. So why am I in charge of my finances for my life? That being said, I'm here for you. Child, we're going to struggle through this together one day at a time one choice at a time one moment at a time we're gonna figure it out and please hang out with me on insta okay because we need to become besties in real life bye